0: Would you all stand with me for the reading of God's word this morning? I'll pull a chip here. Who's glad they're here today? Amen? Amen. Would you turn with me to John chapter 14? John chapter 14. We're going to start in verse 15. Maybe a familiar passage with you, but if it is not, boy, what a great passage for you to read through this week and just allow it to apply to your life. Allow it to. Just penetrate into your heart and soften you in a new way this week. John chapter 14, starting with verse 15. If you loved me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. dearly Father, Lord, what a blessing it is to be here today and with our brothers and our sisters all to worship you we thank you for your written word we thank you for your living word jesus christ in our lives and today we thank you lord for your spirit that you have given over to be within us lord and we give you all glory and we give you all honor and we give you all praise in the name of jesus christ we pray amen amen you may be seated i've already mentioned this morning the Confession is good, right? Who likes confession? What? Come on now. Nobody? Why not? I was actually hoping I would get a different answer. I didn't expect to get a different answer, I'll be honest, but I was hoping. Who's ever confessed before? Who's felt worse after you've confessed than before? Well, that's just a message right there, isn't it? I've always felt better. Why? There's a freedom. There's a release. There is something that just weighs on us when we hold that in, when we give that over and release. I tell you, there's something healthy, healing about that. Amen? Confession is good. We're going to talk a little bit about confession. So we're going to talk about Pastor Pat's freshman year of college. Now, see, you all just perked up a whole lot more than you probably should have, right? You're like, oh, this is going to be good and juicy. It's not that good and juicy. It's not any certain one thing. No, I want to tell you a little bit about the feelings that come when I left my home Went two hours away to Bloomington from Muncie, and that was a good time, right? That's a good, that's a good distance for me. I could have went to Ball State, but I did not want to be that close to home. That was, you're supposed to get freedom when you go to college, right? That would not have been freedom if you know that your mother and father can show up at any time on your door. No, but I didn't want to be further away than that, right? I wanted to be able to get home. I wanted my friends to be able to come see me. I wanted my parents to be able to come visit. I want—I didn't want that distance. It seemed like that really good narrow window of being close enough, but not too close. And some of you may have heard some of these stories. That's what you get when when you keep your pastor around for a little while. You may hear some things you've heard again, but heard before. But you were probably sleeping the first time, so maybe maybe you won't. Now there might be some new things, but. I just, I wanted to talk a little about when I went, of what, what, where did I stay? So, I, I wanted, I talked in, talked, I went to a certain dorm, I know some of my IU people aren't here, but anybody that went to IU, that's in here, okay, I got some, of them, got one of them, so there's different dorms, right? And so I put in my housing request because that's what you do You you tell where you want to live and says my brother and my sister are both gone there I knew what the good dorms were and I knew what the bad dorms were right And so I put in my request and and long story short uh, My friend that had gone was going to go to IU with me played basketball with we were going to go We were going to be roommates. I kept waiting. I kept waiting. I kept waiting and he did not He kept saying I just haven't got it. I haven't got it. Well finds out that he didn't get in and so he didn't make a request. So I got stuck the last day. So uh, my, my stuff got turned in late. That's not a shock. My stuff got turned in late, and, and I got th- not my first choice. Some of you, you know, maybe, maybe you were going to go to, if you knew any of these, McNutt, Briscoe, right? Oh, didn't get any of those. Teeter? Nope. Foster? Nope. Nope. We get, I got what's known as Ashton. Okay, see, the only person with IU laughs at that, right? That is not a good thing. So I got stuck in, I just, it was the worst dorm. There are just two or three stories. They look like army barracks. They're, they're called, I, I looked up last night on, there's actually something called Bloomingpedia. It's the same. It's about things, all things Bloomington. And I looked up about Ashton. It was built in like 1946. And one of the things that occurred to me, I thought just was, you know, just something unusual. It wasn't. It actually was in the article that it was known because it had unusual. Uninsulated concrete walls, really a fantastic place, the, in the winter, ice would form on the inside of the walls. So when it got really cold, I had ice on the inside of my walls in my dorm. That's unusual, right? That's not normal. But that's what it was known for. This place was terrible, except all of them were single rooms. Now, when you go to college, you think, you know, oh, I'm going to, you're going to have a roommate, right? You, you're, I thought I knew who my roommate was going to be, but I'm like, well, at least I'm going to have a roommate, right? That could be good, that could be bad, but at least it's going to be an experience. And so I go and sudden so, no roommate. I've got this room about half the size of my office, this room. I've got a bed. I've got a nightstand. I've got a little tiny closet, and that's it, right? This is my new freedom. But, boy, as a young and kind of dumb 18-year-old that now has freedom, to do whatever they feel is right This is a new space This is a new territory This is great You know I've got I've got my little TV A little 19 inch Samsung I got from this brand new place called Lowe's That nobody had ever heard of And so about the TV I've got my very first CD player right Very first CD player in here And I go and, and I've got all these freedoms And I must choose what I'm going to do. It actually, sometimes that weight was a lot more than I even understood. I really, before when you're at home, you know what you can do and can't do, right? That's easy. That's what we want. We want somebody sometimes to come and just tell you, this is what you can do and what you can't do. But now it's all on you. You've got to make those decisions. And you have to bear the consequences of those decisions. If I don't eat, if I spend my money on CDs, Then I don't get to to enjoy any, I, I don't get extra food. I've got to only go to the dorms. I had an ice cream place. I had a sandwich place. I had a great pizza place just right across the street from me, right? I didn't get to go to any of those. I didn't have any money, right? But this place was my place. There was freedom to do whatever I want. And if you thought about it, if you looked around to each of the other people in those dorms, you saw so Many different types of people. It was a pretty odd mix because, again, it was everybody that sent their stuff in at the end. We had a lot of foreign students. We had some athletes who didn't know where they were going to the last minute. We had me. We had some other people from home. But when you got there, we had the guy upstairs, some of the first people to meet. He had a huge sound system, huge stereo system that He just he couldn't even play in his room because it was too loud He actually just put it on the window faced out and just blared it for the entire quad, right? That's what he did. We had another person next to me He never came out of his room and you know what I think back to those times and there are people on my own floor That I had no idea who they were and that's kind of what breaks my heart What were they going through? Were they isolated with them? Was the freedom something that was maybe too much for them? Was there actually maybe more depression that, that they got a hold up that they didn't have anybody? They weren't forced out? I, I just know that there are some that were in that situation. I had another guy upstairs that his closet didn't have clothes. He, had, he, he liked to grow plants in there. Um, you would see people come and go, "This thing is, is this dorm actually had more freedom than any other dorm?" I you know I saw my RA probably two times in the entire year that I was there. They were busy doing other stuff. This was like such a small place and off the beaten path over that they just they just didn't there was so much trouble going on in the other places they didn't worry about these. You people had they had their girlfriends that were there. They would bring alcohol in. They would grow their plants. They'd talk about all the bets that they were making. It was really an anything goes situation. There was freedom to do just about whatever you wanted, which, just as the world tells you, sounds like such a great thing. But you know, there was still something within me, and you know, my confession is of course, you know what? I did make some of those mistakes, not all of those, but it doesn't matter which ones I did and which ones I didn't. I have fallen short of the glory of God and I have fallen short even of what my parents that were not Christians had taught me. I fall short of what my expectations were even for myself. Right? Confession's good. That's no longer a burden upon me. That guilt no longer pushes me down and gives and lies to me to say that I am not worthy of what my King and my God have given over for me. You see, but that room... Man, I could shut the door because they were singles. I could shut the door. I could keep anything in there I wanted I could keep it in I could nobody would know It's not like my parents were showing up, but if they they came, you know, I could clean up right I could do those things But but I was a part of something bigger If you imagine I use campus as being christianity They say there are no original thoughts in theology. I guarantee that's one of them Okay that analogy has never probably ever been made before. Okay, but let if you were, you know what, we can come together and we can, we can be a part of this and we can be interactive, but we can still come to our little room and block off the Spirit of God. We can not let Him in, but we, cannot, we, can, we can still hold our own things. And you know what, we think that it's safe in there. It's not safe, it's just dark. As we know the enemy, as we speak lots of times, the enemy lives in darkness and God lives in the light. And if we keep it in the darkness, it cannot be dealt with. But when we come to him, when we actually reach out to him and we invite him in, when he knocks on that door and we allow him in fully, that's what I'm talking about today. When you allow God fully into your life, which he wants to be. We can repent, we can believe, we can have a promise of heaven, we can do all of these things, but we, we can have freedom, but we don't have fully the freedom that God wants for us if we do not let Him into our single space. We are still separated. We're still not part. We still can hold all of that junk in there, and it is so readily available to us it's so easy to slip in and out you can come in and you can be in this wonderful place you can sit in this wonderful pew i'm going to point to you penny just because you've been so wonderfully interactive without you this is not about you obvious but you can come and you can sit every day Right every sunday you can come and you can be a part you can sit on this campus You can be a part of that But if you have not allowed god to come in and dwell within you And into that room and not just visit that room But become the lord the king and the owner of that room that is your heart You have not experienced the fullness that god has for you and you've not experienced true freedom from the world We can have freedom to do things, and we can talk about that freedom all we want. But God wants more for you. He wanted more for me. You see, I wasn't a Christian then, you know that. But you know what? I still knew within me that there was something I was seeking, that there was something that was missing in my life And at some point I came to that realization, came over, accepted him, asked him in, but you know what, there's still another time, there's another point that God wants to sanctify us through and through, that he wants to do a greater work within us, that he wants to be let in in the fullest way. And when we do that, we gain a freedom that we never even knew possible. We thought we had freedom, but we had freedom too. God wants us to have freedom from. He wants us to have freedom from sin. He wants us to have freedom from this world overtaking us. He wants us to have freedom from fear. He wants to have freedom from doubt. He wants more for you. But too often we keep that door shut because we just are so afraid of what people may see in there. And it may be those sinful things of excess it may be women it may be alcohol it may be plants it could be any kinds of things there but sometimes even just the isolation that we're hold up by ourselves. god is a god what of relationship we do not experience the fullness of god if we don't allow him to have relationship with us can we read again here I know some days we go down very expository, and some days you listen to me talk a little while first, but I pray that it's His Word that moves us more than anything. Amen. If you love me, it says, keep my commands. Here He's not just saying, keep my commands, but He's saying, if you love me, you will do this out of that love. Keep my commands, and I, if you keep these, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. This is the paraclete. This is the one that walks with, the one that comforts, the one that brings peace. I will bring another advocate to help you. I'll bring the one that will speak for you, that will testify for you. To help you, and I love this next part. And to be with you forever. There's permanence in God's language. There's permanence in his position for us. There's permanence in our airship. There's permanence more than anything in his love for us. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. This is what we're saying. Allow him not to visit. Allow him to become one with you, to be a part, to live within. And when God is light, is in you, there is no more room for darkness. There is a change in your incomplete nature that you will be able to live for him as he lives for you and in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you, just as a father running to his prodigal. Before long, the world will see me, will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Why was he going to see them? Because I live in you. You will also live. You see, if he is with us, there's nothing now. He is with us. If, isn't that a kind of a simple statement? If he is with us, then guess what? He is with us. I'm going to say that one more time so you don't miss that. If he is with us, then guess what? He is with us. We don't have to ask him. We don't have to invite him. He is there always. Every time we need him, we rely upon him. We don't ask him to come in. We simply rely upon him. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. When that day comes, when His return, I think we will be revealed all that He has given us, all that we had the entire time, and then we'll be more fully realized in what is to come. I know that's big language, but you you understand what I'm saying, I hope. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. We don't do it to achieve we know that right not workspace we understand that we don't do these we don't we don't keep his commands so that we may gain something we have already gained it and we do it out of love for him that we appreciate all that he has done so we do he, keep his commands the one who loves me will be loved by my father i too will love them and show myself to them do you hear the language here that jesus Our Savior is using. He is speaking, obviously, to those around him, but this, I believe, is one of those times where he is speaking to them, but speaking truth to us and promise to us as well. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father. So if we love him, he's already loved us. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. When we seek, he is there. If you don't feel loved, if you don't feel the love of Christ in your life right now, ask, see, open your eyes, confess, repent, allow Him, open the door to the Spirit of God, and He will come in. There's no if in that. He will show Himself to us. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. He just kind of ignores this. He says, you're not listening. Listen and hear my words. anyone who loves me will obey my teaching because it will bring good to you. Right, He doesn't do it so that he sees if we'll be obedient to him. He wants us to obey and obedient because he knows it brings blessing, not in the earthly ways, but it brings truth. It brings peace. It brings hope. It brings the promise that he has given to us. It brings us victory. It brings us freedom from. We no longer have to wonder who is going to show up and open that door. Somebody comes in. Come on in. I got nothing to hide because God's already dealt with it. My Father will love them and will come to them. And this is what I want us to get to. And He will make our home with them. My Father will love them and we will come to them. Because this is about the Spirit. This is about Jesus. About God. This is pretty good Trinitarian language. If you've never, if you've missed that before, anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. I do want to go back. I just love that passage. If you highlight, if you're an underliner, this is a good one to it. If you need something this week, if you need encouragement, if you need love, if you feel like, you know what, I'm in my room alone with the door shut and nobody has checked on me for two weeks and nobody on my floor even knows that I'm here or that I'm hurting or that I'm desperate, this is what we're saying. Then you go to God. He knows you're there. He knows you need Him and He's willing to come in. My Father will love them. My Father will will love them. God will love you and he and the spirit and Jesus will come to you and make his home with you. He doesn't just prepare a place for us. We are his place in this place. Now do you understand that? That is going to change your life. That will give you freedom from the things of this world to overcome and have victory here and now. His kingdom will come to this place. His fires will be stoked within you. Your love for him will only grow. It will not recede. He is good. All of this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. He will remind you of everything I said to you. Now I want to put this in the immediate context here. Because we talk about scripture and inspiration. God, I don't believe that he dictated those things, but I believe he gave them the Spirit. He said, Write this. This the Spirit is going to remind you of everything I've said to you. That's why we have a hope and a promise that his word has been preserved. Because the Spirit was on those that heard this, that had that promise. God spoke to them. Jesus spoke to them. Said the spirit will come. It came. He said it will remind you. It reminded him. They wrote it down. Verse 27. This is when a lot of people come up here and do scripture. Use this one. A lot of people, when when I hear them out, out in the week and we talk to them and they're dealing with things. They go to this scripture so often. And there's a reason. Peace I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. I do not give as the world gives. See, when I went to school, I was listening to the world. I wanted the freedom that the world said. I wanted to be able to do whatever I wanted to do, right? Even if I wasn't going to do all those things, I still wanted to do what I do. It was still about me. I was the one that was in charge of that tiny little room. But it's only when later I came to him, I accepted him, and then later I came to give him the keys to that dorm that I handed myself over, my very nature over to him and let him flood my soul with his goodness. he says, I will give my spirit, and it will live in you. And see, when he gives him, he says, guess what comes with it? Peace comes with me. See, the world gives, but it always wants to receive. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. even though I had complete freedom, in the end, in the days, there are some days, I'll be honest, maybe you were different. You just sit in your room, and you're like, is this really what it's about? You're lonely? You're bored? You can only watch so many episodes of Saved by the Bell? <laughs> I'm old, I can't help it. Is this really Freedom? And God says, no, I've just been waiting. Are you ready? And I opened that door. And I finally understood that Christianity is not something that we're invited into. A true relationship, fulfilling relationship with our Lord and Savior is one that we invite Him into, us. Fully, completely, tot- totally, we consecrate ourselves. We sacrifice ourselves. We say, I will pick up my cross daily because it will lead where God wants me to go. And that is good. I will not be here to harm you, I will not be here to leave you alone. <laughs> I go with you in all things. Our trust grows in him. Our maturity grows in him. But I pray that this day, if you have had that room that is still, you're still on the campus, you still believe, you've repented, you've asked him for forgiveness, you you want heaven. But I tell you, if you've not let him into that room, there's greater freedom. There's more freedom. There's peace. The things of this world will go away. And we're filled with His Spirit. We're filled with His love. And I'm telling you, not only will you feel better after confession, after repentance, and after bringing, how can you not feel better when you have God within you, living within you, the very Savior of this world, the very Messiah that they had waited for is now filling you and leading and guiding you in all your steps. That's a wonderful relationship. I'm going to invite the musicians to come up this t- at this time, and I'm going to pray for you. Then we're going to sing. Our altars are always open. If you'd like to work anything out, give anything over, ask for needs, pray for someone else, be a part of this whole thing, that we are brothers and sisters, that we lift one another up. If you have burdens for people, if God has put someone on your heart this week, I tell you don't waste the opportunity to bring them to God in a place where His Spirit is so full. Allow yourselves to be stoked, allow whatever is growing within you to grow into what God wants for it and for you. But again, as we go to prayer, if you've just been willing and happy to have freedom to, freedom to go to heaven, know today that there is more. Don't leave today without taking that door off its hinges even and allowing God to fill every ounce of you. And there is good so much good and love that he has for you. Your life, in all honesty, because I've been there, it is my confession, my testimony. It's never been the same. I've had hard days. I've never felt alone. I've not had the answers, but I have peace that he did. My hurts didn't all go away but they didn't matter i was willing i was ready and i want to follow him into all that he has for me i pray the same for you today dear heavenly father lord we pray that it is your words heard today lord We pray that we are encouraged because of who you are. We have encouraged, Lord, by what you've done and what you have for us, Lord, that we do want to follow your commands, not because they get us anywhere, Lord, but because simply we love you and we want to honor you, Lord, and we want to bring your kingdom into this place. The best way for us to bring your kingdom in this place is to allow ourselves to be so filled with your Holy Spirit that there's nothing left for this world to take over. That it pushes all of the darkness out, Lord. And that we are capable of knowing you, loving you, being molded and led by you in all things. That there is freedom from this world. There is freedom from sin. And there is freedom in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're so happy that you've chosen to listen to our sermon today on the platform of your choice. We at Corey Community Church of the Nazarene continue to honor our calling to be kingdom people. We rely upon the gift of the fellowship and community to equip each other to fulfill our mission of reflecting the love of Christ to all those that God has placed within our lives. We welcome you to join us on Sundays at 10 30 a.m. in Cory, Indiana, just south of State Road 46. God bless.